by far the most common reaction I get when I talk about my off-grid lifestyle is, you are crazy. How is it even possible to do that? When I discuss sustainable living, I get similar reactions, such as it is too difficult, it's too expensive, or I just like beef too much. That being said, there are many myths and misconceptions about sustainable living that keeps people from taking steps in the right direction. And that is the focus of this episode. I want to debunk a few of these myths and misconceptions about living a sustainable lifestyle, and then I want to talk about how to make conscious living a little less intimidating. So stay tuned for episode 88, which is called 10 Myths and Misconceptions of Sustainable Living. Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid, sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy. He has an earth shelter greenhouse and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick, and this is episode 88, which is called 10 Myths and Myths Misconceptions of Sustainable Living. And before we get started, let me remind everyone again that if you have comments, questions, or even suggestions about podcast content, then please feel free to email me at adventuresinsustainableliving at gmail.com. Again, that is adventuresinsustainableliving at gmail.com. So let's get right down to this week's topic. Believe it or not, I am very happy to say I actually met another off-grid person just the other day. She is a staff member to in one of the hospitals I work with. She has two children, is a single mom, and lives in a refurbished school bus complete with solar which she installed herself. And I will have to admit, I was extremely impressed. We talked about some of the challenges of living off the grid and how very few people choose to do so. We also talked about some of the advantages and disadvantages of this lifestyle. But in the end, we also talked about how we were both extremely satisfied with our choice. And furthermore, we discussed how we could not understand why more people did not choose to live the way that we do and be in control of a considerable amount of their own resources. But our conclusion is that most likely few people choose to live off the grid because of a lot of misconceptions about this kind of a lifestyle. And But that is also true about sustainable living. People truly have a tendency to be put off by some of the misconceptions of sustainable living simply because they think it is too difficult. And so that's the focus of this episode, the myths and misconceptions 
around sustainable living. And I'm going to talk about 10 myths, and I'm going to debunk every single one of those. And then I want to convince you that living this way is truly not as hard as you may think. So right out of the gate, I want to address one of the leading objections to living sustainably. And I think the majority of people believe that living this way is too expensive. Now, I did address this issue in some detail in episode 84, which was called The True Cost of Sustainable Living. And in that episode, I gave some concrete examples of the cost of housing, electricity, food, as well as some other things, and how approaching your lifestyle from a sustainable perspective actually saves you a considerable amount of money. So if you want to know more about those considerations, then please go back and listen to episode 84. But one thing to keep in mind is that that episode certainly does not cover every aspect of sustainable living. And for example, while most people have this perception that purchasing sustainable, sustainably sourced products is more expensive, but that is not always the case. While some are more expensive, you have to, you have to keep in mind that one of the underlying concepts of sustainability is actually to purchase fewer things. And while never purchasing anything is not realistic, slowing down the amount of things you purchase not only saves the planet, but also saves your bank account. And one more thing to keep in mind is that buying secondhand is a great way to be sustainable. Because not only are you giving a product a second life after being discarded, secondhand products are typically much less expensive. So, for example, a perfectly good example is one of my major projects this summer is to add on a sunroom to the south-facing side of the cabin, and I'm just trying to make some efforts to make the heat source and everything a little more efficient. So just the other day, I went out shopping for doors and windows and decided to first go to a place that sells aftermarket building materials. And by doing so, I purchased windows for the sunroom and I spent 400 US dollars instead of a thousand dollars at a big box building materials outlet such as Home Depot or Lowe's. So I will have to say that I shopped around considerably online comparing costs and went to a couple of different um, aftermarket places and ended up saving myself a considerable amount of money. And so to continue on this topic of cost, you know, a big part, I think, of the attraction to disposable products is that they tend to be less expensive. And once the usefulness of that product is over, we simply discard it and purchase another one. But on the other hand, purchasing sustainable products may be more expensive up front, but you can use them over and over again so that you only purchase them once. So in the end, this saves you from repeatedly purchasing a disposable product. 
So even when it comes to the very clothes that you wear, consider purchasing secondhand fashions. Because it is truly hard to imagine that 85% of all the textiles every, that are produced every year go to a landfill. And those textiles are produced from materials that have a high environmental cost. So purchasing secondhand goes a long way toward saving the environment. So the second myth I want to talk about and dispel is that of zero waste. While I do find it fascinating that people actually manage to fit one year's worth of waste into a mason jar, that is simply not practical for most people. And furthermore, I can only imagine that the amount of work and effort it would take to achieve such a goal is far more than what most people are going to be willing to do. And therefore, it makes more sense to approach this subject from the perspective of simply reducing your waste. So, for example, in the United States, the average amount of waste produced per person is 4.9 pounds per day, which is far more than any other developed country in the world. Countries such as the Netherlands and Denmark and Switzerland and Germany are top of the list for producing the least amount of waste. And the wonderful country of Sweden, only 1% of household waste actually finds it to the landfill. So all I'm saying is that there is a lot of room for improvement and you can start by simply conducting an audit of your trash, believe it or not. So take the time to just go through your trash at the end of a week and determine what part of your life produces the most amount of waste. And if you find you eat a lot of takeout food, then cook more at home. If the things you typically purchase come with a lot of plastic packaging, then find sustainable alternatives. And taking one small step at a time and doing this repeatedly is far easier than thinking about how to fit all of your waste in a little mason jar. So at the end of the day, when it comes to this concept of zero waste, keep in mind that we do not need just a handful of people doing this perfectly. We actually need millions of people doing this imperfectly, but simply taking steps in the right direction and reducing their amount of waste production over time. So the next myth I want to discuss is that in order to be sustainable, you have to be vegan. But while this is far from the truth, I do want to give you a few things to think about. Because first of all, by far one of the largest drivers of environmental destruction, habitat loss, loss of biodiversity and pollution is our agricultural activities. And at the top of that list is the production of beef. So that being said, it has it's also been shown that a plant-based diet is much more environmentally friendly. However, being vegan can have detrimental environmental impacts depending on what you're eating. 
So for example, fruits and vegetables that are highly perishable and must be packaged carefully and shipped quickly have a significant environmental impact. And this is especially true if the product is imported. And furthermore, many people simply cannot adopt a vegan diet due to special dietary needs, perhaps lack of accessibility, as well as many other factors. So all this being said, beef, pork, lamb, and poultry are always going to have a greater environmental impact relative to a plant-based diet. So while eating meat does not necessarily spell the end of the planet, our personal choices do make a difference. So for example, even a 25% reduction in meat consumption for every single American would result in a reduction of 82 million metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions every year. And additionally, of all the meat that we consume, beef by far has the greatest environmental impact. Lamb production has a little bit less, pork even a little bit less, and chicken production has the least impact. So if you choose to eat meat, which I do, then eat beef on special occasions or use it as a treat and switch to eating more chicken and pork, both of which have less of an impact. And furthermore, you could even have a couple of days a week where you eat no meat at all. It is now very easy to find delicious meat substitutes in the supermarket, whereas just a few years ago, this was actually not the case. And if they were in the supermarket, they were very expensive. So the fact that these things are now easily available is just simply further evidence that our choices heavily influence the marketplace. Now moving on to myth number four, and this myth is centered around the use of plastic. Because it is actually very common to assume that in order to have a sustainable life, you have to eliminate every single piece of plastic in your life. But the truth is that this may actually be impossible because virtually every product we touch these days has some form of plastic in the manufacturing and even the vehicles that we drive. But just take a minute and consider some of the statistics about plastic and you will see the true value in finding ways to reduce your use of plastics as much as possible. 91% of the plastic produced is never recycled. 36% of all plastic produced is used for packaging and 85% of that ends up in the landfills. A plastic bottle takes about 450 years to break down. Microplastics, which are the tiny plastic particles that form as a result of plastic degradation in the environment, are now being found at the bottom of the ocean and on the top of Mount Everest. And we even consume them every single day. So what all of that means, of course, is that while plastics are in fact 
very, very useful. In many ways, they have become the bane of our existence. So there are many good reasons to reduce your use of plastics, but we may never be able to get rid of them entirely. So that being said, it is truly very easy to make some productive changes in your lifestyle. So for example, disposable single-use plastics account for roughly 50% of all the plastics going to the landfills, and it is entirely possible to completely eliminate this form of plastic from your lifestyle. You can start by taking reusable bags to the supermarket, purchase bulk vegetables instead of those packaged in plastic, carry a reusable cup with you instead of purchasing drinks in plastic containers, take your own food containers to a restaurant if you have leftovers, so more than ever these days in our modern world, it is so easy to make conscious choices and live more sustainably. So on one hand, it may be impossible to eliminate plastics from your life. It is very possible to eliminate all of the single-use plastics that result in so much material going to the landfill. So on to myth number five. Sustainable living is for the tree huggers. Now, if you're one of those people that think sustainable living is for tree huggers and hippies, then I'm going to have to tell you you're absolutely wrong. Because now I must say that when I first started living off the grid, everyone around me thought I was crazy. But I'm happy to report these days that many people are actually envious of the lifestyle that I have, and yet living off the grid and being sustainable are not necessarily the same thing. Yet when I talk about being sustainable, the first reaction from a significant portion of people that I talk to is that such a lifestyle is only for hippies and tree huggers. But the reality is that it is for everyone. And in fact, there is going to come a time when you may not have a choice but to be more sustainable because we are actually running out of resources. And you know, just a couple weeks ago, I was working in a hospital that has a nice big break room for the staff with a fully equipped kitchen, complete with dishes and standard cutlery for eating. And one of the staff came into the kitchen and was going through all the cabinets and simply looking for a plastic cup and a paper plate. And when I inquired as to why she did not use the plates and cutlery that were already available, she just said, well, that would mean I would have to wash it. So I started politely explaining that in the United States alone, we use approximately 68 million trees per year for the production of paper and paper products. And furthermore, at our current use of disposable paper products, that we will no longer have rainforests by the year 2100. And in another 300 years, our planet is going to be completely devoid of trees. We are truly at a point to where we all have to make some changes. And some of those changes may not be easy, but we are all in this together 
and sustainable living, green living, conscious living is truly for everyone and is quickly becoming an absolute necessity. Okay, the next myth I want to discuss is one of my favorite topics, and that is about recycling. Now, this can certainly be a topic all of its own, and I produced a couple of different uh, podcast episodes focusing completely on recycling, but furthermore, you know, I am fully aware that our recycling system is inefficient and for the most part leaves a lot to be desired, at least in the United States. And in fact, after 25 plus years of living in a mountain community in Colorado, there are still no options for recycling. And for us, it is even more of a challenge, but that should not prevent us or give us an excuse for doing what we know we need to do. So when it comes to recycling, I truly think by far the most important thing we all need to do is take the time and put in the effort to educate ourselves about the whole recycling process. And this is because how we do things truly makes a difference in whether or not our recyclables get processed appropriately. Because recycling is easy and convenient to some degree if you live in a municipality that already has a program in place. But if that is not the case where you live, which is the challenge that we have, then it certainly takes a lot more effort. But the bottom line in the recycling industry is one of the biggest challenges is simply contamination. And what this means for the consumer is that we actually have to wash our recyclables before they go into our recycling bin. And I do know and I do realize this takes a little time and effort, but all it requires is just a little change in your lifestyle. And once you have become accustomed to this, just it just becomes a part of your routine. And this is a huge part of our educational process is what to wash and when to wash and what is recyclable and what's not. So the bottom line is that it's easy to talk about recycling, but in the end, recycling truly is just not that easy. But once again, it is about simply making conscious choices. Now on to myth number seven, which is one of the things that I have the hardest thing, uh, hardest time understanding. And it is the fact that many people believe that sustainable living takes way too much time and way too much effort. And this alone prevents a lot of people from taking the necessary steps to change their lifestyle. Because after all, it does take some time to research products and companies to determine if they actually engage in sustainable practices and if any particular product is actually sustainably sourced and manufactured. But you know, one of the first things that I have to do is point my finger at American culture in particular because we are so addicted to convenience. We want to order something and have it on our doorstep the next day. We want to walk into a supermarket and pick out exactly what we want and when we want. 
But the thing of it is, you can make up any kind of sustainable lifestyle that you choose. And there are many things that you can seamlessly fit into your lifestyle without making any significant effort. For example, taking reusable shopping bags to the supermarket, occasionally purchasing an alternative source of meat to put on your grill, always taking a reusable cup or mug wherever you go. It just simply requires you to think just a little bit more about what you are doing every day and why. So just let me quickly explain something that I started doing I think it was about a year ago. I made it my personal goal on a monthly basis to add one more sustainable habit to my life and to find or to find yet another product that I could either make at home or find an alternative that was more sustainable. And yes, this does take some time and effort, but surely we all have enough spare time to do that just once a month. And over time, you will end up with a list of sustainable favorites, and you won't have to think about it very much anymore. But in fact, I think it is a fun little game to go into the supermarket and figure out yet another thing that I can make at home. So in the end, it is truly a matter of your attitude. Because most of us are addicted to convenience and would rather have someone else do things for us. And consequently, when something goes wrong in the world, there is a war, an economic disaster, a natural disaster, or a supply chain disruption, we all get kind of butthurt and angry over the fact that we can no longer get what we want. Or you can put in the time and effort to make things at home from a few basic ingredients that are easily sourced. And you can plan ahead and store a little extra so that when something goes wrong in the world, it has very little impact on your life. And this is truly in many ways what I have been doing for 20 plus years at this point in time. All right, the next myth I want to talk about, number eight, is that home products that are sustainable are both expensive and difficult to find. Now, this does sort of go along with the myth that sustainable living takes too much effort and time. So in episode 80, I talked a lot about um, household hazardous waste, especially our cleaning products. And in that episode, I talked about how easy it is to make cleaning products that are both inexpensive and environmentally friendly. So for example, it takes me less than 30 minutes to make a batch of homemade laundry detergent that lasts that last us three to four months. And additionally, there are several alternative cleaning products that can be made from a combination of water, vinegar, lemon juice, and essential oils. And the best part is that all of the ingredients come in containers that can be recycled. But truly, our high-octane consumer society has convinced us that we need so many things that just aren't necessary. So once again, 
take the time and effort to educate yourself and find alternatives. Because I can guarantee you, it will only take five or 10 minutes of internet research to find sustainable, environmentally friendly alternatives to many of the products that are in your home. All right, folks, we are up to myth number nine. And myth number nine is that green living is about the environment. And while this may be true, green living is about so much more. So there is no doubt that green living is environmentally friendly compared to what most of us are accustomed to. But this type of lifestyle truly goes far beyond that. And as you have likely heard me say before, that sustainability comes down to the kind of future we are leaving the next generation. This means being mindful of every single thing that you do. I asked myself once if there was any one thing that I could do that had absolutely no impact on the environment. And it turns out that the answer to that is no. Every single thing we do has some sort of an impact. Just simply being here, living and breathing has some sort of an impact. So if you just sit there and simply start thinking about that, that every single thing that we do has some sort of an impact, you might get discouraged and frustrated and think, well, what's a person to do then? I would suggest think about sustainable living in terms of leaving only footprints. Because if you live by that concept, then by default, you are using only what you need. You are reducing your waste of your production of waste. You are respecting other cultures. You are respecting the environment. And remember, we all have to accept the fact that we are in a crisis of our own making and this truly is the result of decades of environmental indifference. And in order to correct this, we are all going to have to make some sacrifices and be mindful of every single thing that we do. All right, folks, we are kind of sort of winding down here because we are in myth. We are on myth number 10, and that is green living is about deprivation. And lastly, you know, I can tell you from personal experience that nothing could be further from the truth. Because Annette and I live in the middle of the forest, 100% off grid, and still have a modern lifestyle. We have modern conveniences, we have satellite internet, full electricity, hot showers, a greenhouse, a chicken barn, and everything is run off of solar energy. Now granted, our lifestyle, it is, it is basic, and it is somewhat minimalistic because that's what we like, but we really truly do without nothing. But the payback for what we do is that we are 100% independent for electricity, water, sewer, and about 50% independent for our food. And all, and this all happens because we choose to live that way and manage most of our own resources. And the end result is that we actually use 
95% less water than the average American household and 75% less electricity. Yet, we do not do without anything and we do not feel the least bit deprived of anything in our lives. So, as I'm wrapping up this episode, let's just do a quick little review over some of the misconceptions of sustainable living that we have covered. And that is, sustainable living is expensive, you have to be zero waste, you have to be vegan, you can never use plastic, sustainable living is for tree huggers and hippies, recycling is easy, sustainable living takes too much time and effort, sustainable products are both expensive and difficult to find, Sustainable living is about the environment, and green living is simply about deprivation. So hopefully at this point in time, you see that none of this is really actually true, and that the underlying concept of living sustainably is simply conscious living. And if you are living consciously, that means your life is a work in progress. And as I said before, we don't need a few or a handful of people doing this perfectly. We need millions of people doing this imperfectly, but at least we are all trying. And I can say from personal experience that after 26 years of living off the grid, my lifestyle is not perfect and I am still learning new things. But what is truly more important than anything else is that you realize the need for a change and you take small little steps in the right direction. And that is exactly how you make this whole process a lot easier, just taking one small step at a time. And I know most likely if you have been following me for some time, that you have heard me say before that most of us never realize that the decisions we make now will in fact define our lives five years from now and certainly my decision to live off the grid does that in so many ways defines my life but i am happy with that but when it comes to living consciously just try to imagine what your life would be like in five years from now if you start taking small steps in the right direction and try to live as sustainably as possible. Because after all, being sustainable should be the one thing that defines our lives. So I want to close this episode with a quote from Mark Twain. Mark Twain once said, there are basically two types of people. People who accomplish things and people who claim to have accomplished things, and the first group is much less crowded. So personally, I enjoy being in the group that is much less crowded, and I certainly hope many of you will come join me. So I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode, and if you have, please take the time to leave me with a review, and also subscribe to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast as well as my companion blog, Off-Grid Living News. So until next week, folks, this is your host, Patrick, signing off. Always remember to live sustainably 
because this is how we build a better future.